Hi, I'm Chris Reid, Managing Director and Chief Executive Officer of Near Metals. Hello. Welcome to our headquarters. Very nice, actually. Very nice. You don't spend, you don't waste shareholder money here, do you? No. No. It's a very bare, everyone. Uh, it's a bear around us. And we're going to say unusual performance today, given I'm all, I'm all the way to Pro, so I have to see you, but I'll have to find out what's, what's going on. I think there's a few sort of, um, I guess, conversations going on in the market about you know how things were going towards the end of last year and what you're going to be doing this year in, in terms of potential, potentially delays, maybe sort of slight tweaks to um, some of the deliverables and timing of those deliverables, right? Uh, maybe some misconceptions too. Um, we're going to also do slightly uh, unusual formats here, folks, where we're actually going to sort of drop in a few slides on the way. I'm looking, or we're looking at uh, a big screen over here, and which will help me understand and hopefully um, give people an idea of what we're going to focus on. So, shot. Without further ado, um, where do you want to, do you want to start? Because um, they, I was saying, for me, the share price September onwards, people kind of got a little bit nervous about some delays. Look, I think, you know, when you're... Uh, you're not at steady state cash flow, and people can see that you've done a number of investment decisions in 2023. Yeah. They think, you know, raisings are just around the corner. Right. So, you know, we saw some shorters come into the market. We've got about 20 million shares sort of short at the moment. It's sort of just under 4%. Like, um, yeah, so I mean, look, you know, we're not uh, immune to the general market malaise. Um, but, you know, we've got uh, a timeline that will see us delivering real tangible catalysts this year for the ship. Okay, because I, I think for me, that's sort of looking in, looking in from outside, there was obviously Europe was sort of imploding at, at moments last year. And yeah, that's now so pretty much like European-centric, not entirely, but yeah, pretty much a European-centric near-term revenue company. Yep. Um, and there were potentially, you know, delays with your partner and people trying to work out what's going on. So I get, I kind of get the shorting um, yeah. component. Um, but I think it'd be quite useful if we could sort of address, um, first of all, the European situation, energy costs. I imagine a bit thrown at you every time I speak to people. Yep. Are you still comfortable working in Europe? Oh, look, absolutely. It's the only place to, to really start for us. Uh, if you have a look at the volume of cells and the, vol the volume of EVs, the penetration rates in Europe, the number of cells that are in Europe and, and in these cars and how they're growing and then how their domestic production of, of cells is increasing. So, you know, we forecast that, by, you know, I mean, Europe's the second largest market outside of, or China's obviously the largest, and North America would be third at this stage in terms of volume. Okay, but um, what I guess what I'm trying to address is, do you think people are selling your business? Because it's always been hard to value your business because of the one multiple projects, the two, there's no really comps out there per se. So for instance, look at the recycling bits. It's easy to say, oh, we're in the recycling business, but how, what would you say, what business would you say you're in? What sort of, what problem are you solving? Yeah. So look, you know, near metals, the three core businesses are all around green processing technologies that produce battery materials. And we're commercializing those with partners. So that's near metals. If we dive then into Primobius, Primobius is providing recycling solutions for the cell makers and the car makers. Okay. Recycling now for a number of reasons is very, very attractive. You know, whether you're closing the loop, secure supply chains, reducing your carbon footprint, but the overarching um, thematic is it's compulsory. Right, right. So it's an obligation on the car makers and cell makers 
to recycle their own products. Right. So, so you know, our we developed a flow sheet that will recycle these batteries. It'll produce green battery materials, high purity, low carbon footprint, lowest point on the cost curves for these products. Um, and they want this stuff back. So, you know, we have flexible business models. So we've got a process, we've got a partner that builds plants. So that's the actual plant solution. Um, how they choose to do it, well, they've got increasing volumes right, of materials that will be coming back. And so at the moment we're providing and we are a fully licensed waste disposal company that can handle these lithium batteries safely in Germany, which is pretty much, you know, the highest bar in them. Okay. But there's a few things going on there, right? Yeah. So EU is sort of, it's kind of a nascent industry, right? So the whole kind of ecosystem for OEMs, EVs, you know, battery manufacturers included in that is it's nascent. They're kind of learning as they go, go along. Yeah, I noticed that some of the targets are evolving and changing, which is why I guess must be uh, make things a little bit difficult for you. Yeah, because no, you're chasing different uh, you know, endpoints, aren't you? Well, I think, look, you, know, you have a look in Europe and, and the, you know, the EU, the different environment ministers in that comprise the EU have agreed on what those targets are. Okay. And, you know, from what we achieved at the pilot plant to demoing that continuously and then these new EU battery regulations, I mean, we pretty much, you know, if you, if you look at nickel and cobalt and lithium, so nickel and cobalt, you've got to hit 90% overall recovery by 2026. Okay. You've got to hit 95% recovery for nickel and cobalt by 2030. Lithium goes from 35 to 75. Now, you know, our solution, the, the technology, the flow sheet, um, we're not quite there, but I believe that we're probably in front of just about everyone we know. So our aim is to be the first that is fully compliant with the EU battery rigs. So the the, the goalposts have moved um, and that will deliver a better product for the customers. Right. Okay, so that's probably solving for them. And, and as I say, it's legally timing or obligatory or mandatory, however you want to frame it. Absolutely. So that's that's on us. So we have to make our plant capable of achieving those recoveries. So the, the plants that we either operate and provide a service or we joint venture yeah. with license. Yeah. And supply have to be compliant, right? That's easy. But okay, given that's the point of solving for them and given yeah, they're obliged to actually deliver it, you need to deliver, right? It's kind of black and white. So it's either you do deliver it or you don't deliver. Is that the scenario, right? And, and yeah, I mean, we have what we term internally product readiness. So, product readiness for us is when we're ready to contract mm. to supply the plant. So, that's coming at us pretty quickly. So for Mercedes-Benz, this quarter, we will reach product readiness for the 10-ton spike. Right. Offer them a contract and execute it. Then early next quarter for the 10-ton hydromet plant for Mercedes-Benz as part of our cooperation agreement. Then later in the June quarter, once we finish our engineering cost study, we will then offer Stelco. A brace, because they're on, yeah, absolutely. For a 50 ton spoke and hub. And then at that catalyst, we've got then a 30 day option to buy into that joint venture with Stelco like for a cap of one and a half million. So, so that, that, but all of that is assuming that you can hit these new targets, this moving target. It's pretty, pretty complicated. Well, the, tar the targets are you've got to achieve by 2026. Yes, I've been, you know, if we had a look, 
Uh, you know, a slider at, at where we're at. So, you know, at our current TRL, we're at about 87 for copper. We're at almost we're 84 plus for nickel, 82 for cobalt, and we're 83 for lithium. The reason the lithium requirement is the lowest here is because it's the most difficult to get out. But we have actually two IP or two flow sheets, one to recover lithium from the wash water in the front part of the plant, the other one to recover lithium out of the hydromet section. So that's great. So we're future-proofed on the hardest one, which is lithium. Because the target recovery rate for that is... Had been moved to 75 to 75. Okay, so you take that box with green ready to go on that one. So it's the other three that you need to kind of move by how much? Uh, so you're looking at moving them each, you know, probably six or seven percent. Okay. Uh, and you've got two years to do that. 2026. So yeah, look, you've got a little while to do it, but you know, we want to tick that off really soon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah next five or six months. So hence why we're having worry on those trials. You don't have worried about it. No one's worried about it. You just have to put my bed if you didn't think you could. It's it's theoretically possible. Right, right, right. So with the recoveries you get from the back end, so most of the innovation that we would have left uh, is actually in the front end. So the, the back end recoveries are pretty much Mickey Mouse. So at the front end where you shred it up, mm. so when you get the plastic, the copper foil, the aluminium foil, you're getting little bits of cathode yeah. still stuck on them. Right, so what we're doing is we're adding friction washing to try to rub it off yeah. so that it goes into the leach solution. Because if you don't pick it up in the front end, you can't invent it in the back end. Okay. Right, so that's where we've just got to tweak that a bit. And the okay. back end works beautifully. So, right, okay, you get giving you enough concerns and then it's starting you to, you know, say the market, you know, here's how we're going to do it or here's, here's, we've done it. You're going to have third-party validation. Right, right. so contracting with Mercedes-Benz well, what comes to that? Yeah. So, so, so I want to, to compartmentalise this because this, this, if you can just take these things off, then people get very comfortable with it, okay? Yeah. So you've you, got it on a lithium and then with the other three, you, you're close and you're not too worried about it, right? Yeah. So that's that's the technical aspect. And then I am sort of so deliberate about this one, but with scaling up, that's the kind of the easy bit in a way. Ask more. We're, we're, we're scaling up at very manageable scale up. Yeah. So from one ton to 10 ton to 50 tons, yeah. eventually we'll get to 500. Exactly. And... Because technically you practice, it, right? At, the, at that point, technically you practice, it, so of course, you, the capital's bubble and, and of course it's kind of easy. And you'll get economies of scale and right. scale. So that's the EU changing, but moving the goalposts for, for you during this period, because it's a slight change as delays to what you thought the process might be. Then you've got Mercedes-Benz. So good news, Mercedes-Benz is a partner, not someone you want to sell to, but they're already working with you. Have they made changes or requests to the process as well? Yeah, well, look, one of them was certainly in the front part of the plant where we have the discharging and disassembly section. Right. And that's really to account for more modules coming back than cells. So generally when they make... Yeah, so they're, so, they're, so first of all, you've got to make the, the cells. They go into the cars, right? They're smaller. Yeah. Right, then you put them into the modules or packs and they go into the car. It's so fun. So, yeah, as they make the cells, you get production scrap, which we sort of modelled at about 10%. Right. But... You know, history showing that it's actually higher than that. We hadn't thought that we needed to get onto the modules for a little while, mm -hmm. right? But Mercedes asked us in the scope of the plant that we want to supply, we needed discharging and disassembly, right? 
four whole modules. These things are pretty big. They're, they're like a big coffin, right? So we've had to adapt. We've had to discharge them, disassemble them, and, and make them safe to shred. So that necessitated a bit of a delay, but that's what the customer wants. And that's fantastic because at our Hilkenbach operation, 70% of the fee that we get at Hilkenbach are modules. Now, statistically, that shouldn't happen for years, but for whatever reason, they're either failing when they put them into the final test of the car before it dries off, right? or there's car crashes. So generally what happens now if there's a car crash, the pyrotechnic fuses go off, right? right? And the car or the battery at the very least is... So, be leading an item, so. Yeah. so what, what I'm hearing there is potentially there's increase in what well, slightly in the process, but uh, and therefore time impacts you in terms of time, but yeah, also cost increase. Yeah, correct. I mean, you've had you've got inflation globally. Yeah. So there've been cost in, increases, but then having to increase your recoveries at the same time that lithium prices have gone up, nickel prices stay move up, the cobalt prices are a little bit of salt. A little bit soft. So when we have a look at the rate of change, the delta, in terms of our revenue growth from what we put into the markets previously, so that's essentially we assume a, a certain type of cathode, what it contains, multiply our recoveries, and then multiply it by the market prices. Uh, can I can I keep it simple for us? Listen, hit it. Increased costs are they offset by increased recoveries? Yeah. Multiple, multiple. So yeah, actually, there's a net gain as a result. Okay, so that's the good news bit, right? Absolutely. Fantastic. And obviously then scaling up brings a whole new different you know, quantum to that. There's a kind of um, really big... Yeah, and when you think of it, okay. you know, you, you're growing a technology tree there. So you've got it, you've got the 10 ton, then the 50 ton, yep. and then the 500 in terms of how you're going to grow. And then SMS want to build plants and they want to build more plants and they want to build bigger plants. So hence why our flexible business models are all around increasing the volume for what... And of course, you've got the seeds, right? Because if you're looking... And I'm, if I'm looking at... And like Maybe it's not something that you need to talk about, but if I, if I look at one of your competitors yeah. and recently having to do a a deal, which perhaps are going you know, to tell the devil in, in, in a way, in the sense that they're kind of maybe giving away a whole bunch of the upside as a result of not being able to get the feed now... So, yeah, it's a diff it's a different approach. Yeah. So you know, essentially, we sit down with the car makers and cell makers and work out the volumes that they think over time. You get a high and a low sort of case. Then we map out what size plants. You need this spoke. You need this hub. You need a bigger spoke, more spokes, a centralized hub. We model that out. We give them the capex. We give them the NPV and say, well, how, how do you want to do this? So. At the moment, you're sort of buying cells and making your own modules and putting them into your cars. You're not getting that much scrap. You know, you're getting mainly modules back. You know, for small volumes, we can do that for a fee, right? So all the capital is on our books. As you then, as a car maker, want to produce your own cells, and they all want to do that. They've all now. A lot of the European guys have announced that we would like to put dedicated plants next to the cell making because you've got a really constant fee. One was really high grade. We're prepared to share the economics. And then when you get to the largest volume, you got to remember, so the recycling is a new impost on the car makers. It is a new cost. So we have to give them a pathway to the lowest total cost of recycling. Ultimately, for the really, really big plants, right, where we don't want to tie up billions of dollars in working capital for those things, 
we will plan supply and license and the technology. Okay, that okay, that's really. I mean, so, what, what's the redundancy or the the rejection rate of batteries? Because if they can, if you're going to park up right next door to where they're making the batteries, or getting yeah. smart the infrastructure and you know, transportation costs are much much reduced as a result. What, what's what's the kind of do you call, what do you call it redundancy or rejection? Well, it's a scrap rate. Scrap rate. Yeah. So I mean, look, you know, great bathroom Statistics. We model our sizing. So off a 35 gigawatt gigafactory. Yeah. We we at a ten percent scrap rate. We don't need about fifty tons a day. Okay, twenty thousand tons a year. Capacity. The only the only thing is if we have a look at you know the original Tesla Gigafactory and it took Panasonic five years to get the scrap rate below twenty percent, and then various cell makers. You got to remember the cell makers have never made batteries in these volumes before. Yeah, right. I mean, it's not an easy job. Not everyone does it, right? And there's different classes of batteries. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty difficult. So we're happy investing and sharing the economics because they've got the food. It, it's interesting, honestly, because if, if, yeah, because there's a big bump at the beginning in terms of potentially, as though they're, they're learning how to like batteries or reducing, you know, they'll reduce it. And it's time, but what's, what's going to there's a ton more batteries coming into the market because as cars come to the end of the, I don't know, seven, eight years of it, oh, actually, enough. So it, it's actually, kind of doesn't drop off too much after absolutely so if we have a look at this slide here you know like you you know why would you scale out your demonstration plant to to commercial yeah right one we built it that capacity into it all the time right so we consciously knew we were going to do it when we built it yeah right and if we have a look at in 2030 there's projected to be 600 billion euros worth of recoverable materials in the batteries. Now to put that into gold equivalent, that's the equivalent of 300 million ounces of gold lying around and at, at a grade of four to five ounces to the ton. That's the, I showed you what the three to 400 million. Well, 600 billion euros. Right. That's, and it's growing at more than a hundred billion a year. Right. So. It's kind of it's interesting actually, but if I look at you coming as a whole, because you know, obviously, don't we don't want to sort of do a two-hour session here, although we could. Yeah, um, is the recycling component feels like it's more predictable in a way. We, I know there's been a little delay because of Mercedes and the ESA, but it kind of feels more predictable in a way compared to Benita. Because Benita is right on two things: it's right on, on stability around pricing, or at least predictability around pricing. Yep. And there's the RFB technology, which people have been you know, talking about, but there's no kind of real agreement or consensus of what, what those batteries look like. So there's a bunch of options, kind of VHS, you know, for, for yeah, you know, the uh, argument there. So have you should change your thinking off the back of how you've evolved the, the your company last year in terms of where you think the value is going to actually come from? I think we've got, we've got very high conviction about the fundamentals in the core of three processing technologies. Right. Right. When we have a look at the batteries, more EVs, more cells, more scrap, more end of life solution needed. Mm. Problem solved. We're not worried. We were never worried about the market. Okay. We were worried about having a solution and a partner that could build the solution and use our exclusive access to the technology to get into as many plants as we can. You didn't think it was going to be this big, did you? I'm pleased. I'm yeah. I, I think. I think, in all fairness, the timing. All of this has come 
at us much quicker Agreed. than we thought. Agreed. So, um, you know, we have a public pipeline and then we have a private pipeline. And so once you start to deliver into Mercedes and then Stelco, it's a cookie cutter approach. SMS can build the plants and Prime OBS then just with joint other joint venture partners or yeah. other plant supplier customers. Not from the half crowd. It's a good it's a good problem. Look, I I have no trouble with that business. Just fine. Like, no. That that one's fine. And it, of an ADM one. So you're producing the largest amount of high purity material into a market to supply to the top end. So lithium vanadium cathode chemistries, um, the vanadium redox flow battery electrolyte titanium master alloys it'd be a sin to put this into steel but ultimately you've got the liquidity there to throw it over the fence and money come back so what what you've got there is you're turning a waste product into a battery material sequestering carbon so the low carbon footprints what everyone sort of needs uh in scandinavia at the bottom end of the cost curve so i mean so that, it's semester, right? So the, the, it, the carbon capture component and the, the carbon credit side of things, it's kind of getting sort of, people's perception of it sort of fluctuating a little. Sure. We, we don't model anything in the dust of our Yeah. We don't model anything in no, no, And we don't model anything for the byproduct, right? Which is, like, which is a, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. A, it's a synthetic limestone that's going to go into a building product. So we, we don't model anything there. That's, so that's an insane revenue line, yeah. if it all comes to pass. Yeah, so you have the technologies, you've got to do the studies to prove the attributes, qualitative and quantitative, to the customers so that we can deploy these technologies yeah. ourselves with partners or to license them. And the same with Eli. You know, we've developed that technology with MinRes for 10 years. It will shift the cost curve of lithium production or lithium producers that choose to adopt it. I've got to prove that. Yeah. So we'll have the class three engineering cost study out in the June quarter. Okay. To show to people, if you use this technology, this is the CapEx, this is the OPEX. Okay. Now, we could build the plant like we're going to do with Bondelti. We could toll treat for people. We could buy their intermediate and process it ourselves. Right. Or for the existing producers or new producers, we could license the technology. In Europe, we have to do it exclusively. Okay. Do you bid... These are options down the, down the line. At some point, you'll you'll decide. Yeah, do you want that revenue line? Do you want do you want the kind of distraction of that cost of sale initially, and then eventually a revenue line? Or do you need to just focus on first thing? Get the economics through on grid number one. What whatever whatever the customer wants. So you're providing that if it's a, if it's a processing technology, it is a solution. There needs to be a need. There's clearly needs, and. You know, you have to provide a solution. Okay. Um, so it does sorry, what Roman can tell me on that one? Yeah. So Eli would be in the June quarter. Okay. And you've got the battery recycling in the June quarter. Okay. So and the vanadium recovery feasibility study results will be out this quarter. Okay. Oh, so I mean, it's three big TIs. Yeah. Yeah, no, but then why, why I think it's important for you to kind of say this is because you've got to lay some figures because the, you kind of, you go, you have gone through in previously long periods of not much to say and people's, people's expectations now, it's kind of the, the rubber's hitting the road. Right. The, rubber's, the rubber's always hitting the road. I know that, I know, but you know, like, right? Yeah, look, I mean, um, 
for Mercedes-Benz, if they're not ready to sign the contract until this quarter, and it wasn't the December quarter as planned, what can I do? Right. Right. It's like, it's yeah, like, I, it's not like I, I can't force them to sign it. Of course not. Well, they only, they, only got, they only got their approval last week to start right. building this shit. See, that's just the shareholders as well, from anyone else looking in on, on this video. I need medals. Yeah. Oh, well, look at the catalyst. I mean, it's going to be a really big year. That's a next big, well, the next big six months for you, for sure. Yep. People get a better sense of the economics in terms of being able to buy Absolutely. Okay. So we've, we've focused on recycling. Perhaps we need to move off that. We kind of touched upon the, the vanadium components. Anything really, is there any updates from when we last spoke on vanadium? Uh, so look, you know, essentially trying to conclude the SSAB supply agreement for yeah. additional volumes. Yeah. Um, signing the shareholders agreement, tech license, so to actually take 50% ownership into the project. Yeah. Um, then putting out the feasibility study results based on yeah, yeah. This like just on the money side because I think today's a for me about the on the money side. So you've got you've got. I mean, we're earning fifty percent in an in, in a incorporated joint venture. Yep. Is it capable of procuring its own finance? Yes. Are we running a debt financing process for that project and that project vehicle? Yes. Right. Does it have an equity requirement? If the shareholders. The shareholders have the option to put their own money in, or we can put third party. And that'll be dependent on, on one or two reds of revenue for you, which is one says in the Senate establishment, crime giving them you know, good quality products, yeah. or hang around waiting for the VRFB, so, or, or, or both. You know, what, what, what's your sort of thinking when you kind of get what we say to potential funders? Well, I mean, you, you've got to assume if you were going to qualify for the battery application, see that it's going to take you 12 or 18 months. Yeah. So essentially the market price for the Nadine that we put into the models is, you know, the metals ball and like fast markets price. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's... So it's a big price. The, the, what are you getting? The, we put the European pricing, you know, you know it's, in a, it's on a delivered basis into right. So it's kind of irrelevant where, where it goes or, or the, the, the plane, actually, right? Okay, so and as a big project that you're looking to kind of scale up as well, so those are the kind of the the, the two. Um, with with the kind of rest of the project, I mean, obviously slightly further out, different timing. Again, they, the investment investment decision for Eli back half at twenty four. Okay, right. So, but the battery recycling with Stilco, it's it's a September quarter proposition. We have to fund the shredding spoke, our share in the shredding spoke. If the board resolves to excel, otherwise we get a ten percent royalty. Off for Stilco. So agree, take equity in it, and then we have to invest our share. Um, so yeah, look, what if we if we go to the market later in the year, we're looking to scale up a profitable business to invest in a spoke. It's literally twice the size of the one we got at Hilkenbach. Like Hilkenbach's license to run it less than ten tons a day, but can do one ton an hour. So if you're going to do a 50-ton spoke, it's only two of the Hilkenbach plants side by side. So very manageable technical risk. Um, SMS have got the obligation in the shareholders' agreement to procure on a best endeavours basis 50% project finance. I think we don't, we don't do our numbers around that. If they get that, that's all well and good. Um, but yeah, essentially, each investment decision in Primobius is to build another plant so all incremental. So you're going from your 10-ton spoke to your 50-ton spoke because for Mercedes, we're just giving them a license for 10 tons, right? Which is small. It's royalty-free for them because we need to teach them 
how to recycle. They're going to share with us all of the latest and greatest cells and formats in chemistry. Yeah. We co-own improvements. It's all good. And then we talk about how we provide an industrial solution for one of the world's leading car makers. You've got Mercedes. We're processing some of their material at Hilton Bar. Then they want to switch that to their own plant. So they'll take scrap from Commence, right? And then they want to build their own cell plants. Now, they're an investor in ACC, obviously, but they also want to build their own plants. Well, they're going to have a recycling solution. They're going to need 50-ton plants. When we get to Mercedes-Benz in 2030, their goal is to have 300 200 gigawatt hours of cell-making capacity, right? That's 900,000 tonnes of batteries a year, right? So they're going to need five... 500 tonne a day plants at some stage next decade. Five times 500, I think you say. Five times 500 tonnes. And we're looking at when they just make the cells that mm. you would need 550 tonnes. Think it's like a red, red, really need. I mean, we're, we're the only recycler with a cooperation agreement. Okay. Like that. So if, so if I'm looking at you, I just have that one ass stuck to it. I'd be pretty excited, but obviously you've got, you've got a lot, a lot else going on here at the moment. But you're you're full bore here. So again, if I could just again masses to show, because I'm, if I'm looking at behaviour of your stock last year, you had some dizzy heights on a couple of occasions. Yep. Uh, last year, and that's kind of coughed towards the end of end of the year. You know, like most equities did, as it was kind of risk off environment. But I wouldn't have expected to have seen that given some of the messaging in there. But you did you did kind of go quiet for a bit. So your message to show about this year is it's exciting. Well, they're Atlas. I mean, you have us of money. Yeah, you've got, you'll have the, all the tools to value the three core businesses. At last, you will have clarity on what our strategy is for the remaining Mayan business. Yeah. We've shown a propensity to demerge and distribute them back to our shareholders to keep up our reputation of making money and sharing it with the shareholders. Right? So, you know, ultimately, the, like the Vanadium one, um, it may have a life as a separate listed entity. It might be private and might have new capital put in it, but we have the optionality to do that. And you're allowing. So how we structure all of our businesses is they all sit in special purpose vehicles. How's, how's, I didn't ask you, how's, how's your other spin out day? Widget Hickle. Yeah. Widget's going all right. They're not are they underappreciated. Uh, they've got a nickel mine that I think they'll make a decision on towards the end of the year to put that into production. Yeah. And they've got some fantastic lithium prospectivity. Sort of made, well done. Yeah, it sort of made us look a bit silly. But yeah. That's 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 still learning. It's still our fish. Yeah, look, it's it was a great and we've given it back to the shareholders. So the net metal shareholders, if they still hold their shares, they've just still own the asset, they've done pretty well. I mean, lithium last year in Australia. Nuts. Yeah, well these are not, I mean they they've found lithium. Yeah. Right, uh, there's some oxidized stuff at the start, at the top, but that's okay. It's on granite mining leases. And it's got the national highway and rail running through it, connecting it to a port. I'm sitting there going, I have a look at a lot of these other guys, and they've got lithium on exploration licenses. And then you have to one prove you've got enough, prove it's economic, put down a mining lease, negotiate with the First Nations people. Yeah, that process I've done it. Well, no, but yeah, I've been here 20, oh, 21 years. I've done that plenty of times, right? They're not certain and one yeah. one way straight. So, yeah. 
to be on a prenative title grant of mining lease with access to infrastructure to get you down to the port, right? So you can be, if you were 50 or 100 kilometres away from where that is, further into the bush, you know, you could double your operating costs. Yeah, we, we, I've seen a few, I think, companies recently, I'll say. Don't put a decent on it. Uh, yeah, so whatever they find, they can get that into, it's a bit like Widgie. I mean, you've got a nickel concentrator that's underutilised for BHP billing. And you've got, in terms of lithium concentrators, you've got Mount Marion, Bald Hill, you know, they're, I'm not saying they'll, they'll sell the ore to them or whatever. I don't know what they do. They don't have any control over it. But, you know, if it's there, they have the shortest path to commercialise it. Yeah, I think I'm not, that was worked out well for you. Well, Chris, let's wrap it up because we've got a lot there. A drama. It's good to see you down under for once. You sort of tan and everything. Skin cancer on its way. After plates. This one in the way lap.